Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. Hey everybody, it's Michael Cologne with Mimosas with Michael. And um, I hope you guys are enjoying me coming back from um, from hiatus and doing the show. And so this week, um, I wanted to have my homie here, Marco Parra. 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 I don't know, you say it like you, how do you say it? Parra. Parra. I've heard you speak Spanish. Yeah, I, I'm a little fluent in Spanish, I'm not going to lie. So normally <laughs> I drink... Um, Mimosas, but I'm having coffee this because we're recording in the morning and I'm look at you so much better. <laughs> oh no, I have like a special glass and everything. I have a little mimosa. Ooh, nice. It was used, but today I was like, no, we're doing coffee. Salute to you. Saludos. Salud. One of these days, I, I'd love to if I could have like a mimosa sponsor. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd but be would it be good. a mimosa mix or would it be a champagne like Jerry Pirret? Well, I want like Dom Perignon to like sponsor. Ooh, me. I like that. Yeah, I mentioned <laughs> them. On, try, I try to mention them on every show that that way I can um one of these days. But you never know. Dom Perignon, <laughs> Dom Perignon. sponsor this man. Do it, do it, do it. It might be a big deal someday. So how is um? So tell me about how you doing, Marco? I'm I'm doing good. You know, under the circumstances, just trying to stay positive, take it one day at a time. As yeah. cliche as that sounds, but. How about you? How about yourself? I know you you keep you busy. Well, I try to keep busy. So I put on like I try to feel very tropical because I'm stuck in my room. And then I was gonna try to put the tropical background. It wasn't working. But um, <laughs> I thought I'd have a little little vacation vibe going on because um, we've been in quarantine now for six weeks. <clears throat> Are you actually keeping count? I I forgot. Like I don't even know what day of the month it is. Um, I am, but I'm not, like it's. Like, it's funny, like, I was, I remember I was talking to somebody about something, and they're like, you know, back when we did that in February, and I was like, no, wait, that was last year. He goes, no, that was February, and I was like, there's no way. I said, we had the year of March, and then we had the year of April, so it was like three years ago. <laughs> and he's like, no, and I was like, bro, I'm telling you, like, it's been, it's been crazy how, like, just, yeah, I like get, like, okay, I was lucky enough to have my birthday before, before the, um. I know. <clears throat> But like just I had before. a quarantine. I had a quarantine birthday. Mine was on March nineteenth. So I know everybody's having like a quarantine birthday, and I feel so bad. And I was lucky enough to like have it right before. Like you know, my, my roommate and I took our trip. We took that trip to um, Mazalan for our birthday. My roommate and I. Right. And then like a week later, I was filming for like that week, and then it was like, Meh, shut down. I mean, we were kind of shut down a little bit before that, but like once they put like that official lockdown right. in California, it was like done and they were like no we can't do this anymore i was like well my last project was actually we talked about this was our our photo shoot at the cover hotel you guys i did a photo shoot with marco because i decided i'm a photographer so i went and bought a camera awesome it it was it was a lot of fun i had a lot of fun and i thought the pictures came out great i had a lot of fun well people people tell me i'm a good photographer but i think what's happening is just because i've been i've been a filmmaker for years and i've been designing shots so for a long time so it's not like I understand composition. I just, uh, all I wanted to do was learn how to take better pictures. Right. 
And so like, you know, I've been traveling a lot. I traveled a lot last year for work. And then I actually was supposed to travel. Like I was supposed to be in London in Europe with my dad for his birthday in April. Wow. Because of COVID-19, I got canceled. So I was like, let me buy a better camera so I can take better pictures. And so I was practicing and God love you. Let me, the good thing about photographing your friends is if it turns out shitty, they're your friends and they're just doing you a favor. But if they turn out really good, then it's like an even awesomer thing. <laughs> exactly. It was, it was, uh, I mean, for, for, I'm for myself, it turned out great. So it was yeah. like a win-win. Well, you're, you're fun to work with. And I'd been up at that point, I had just practiced on Candace, which is nice because she's darker skin. So it really, it, that was really a good way for me to kind of, so you're lighting, you're lighting the shades as you go on, right? So yeah, I'm just, yeah. me, and then the next person will be albino. That's right. Oh, there you go. That's like the, <laughs> yeah, just one extra. Job. No, but Can but Candace and I are such good friends, and she's so easy to work with. So, um, and she her shots were great as well. Those action shots are awesome. Well, that was the first one. She's like, I want to do a fitness shoot, and I was like, Girl, I'm not a photographer. Like, I just want to take pictures. <laughs> and she's like, Y'all be fine. And then so I ended up doing it. <laughs> It was such a great time and it was fun. And she's like, I'm going to tell everybody that you're like a fitness photographer. And I was like, oh, okay, calm down, Turbo. Like, I'm not that much of a talker. Like, let me just practice. So then we did another beauty shot. And then I just, like, I did one with you. And then um, my roommate and I went up to the, um, the California Poppies the other day. Right, I, right. I, I How was of, that? that was, oh, my God, it was so pretty. It was so beautiful. I hadn't seen him in a few years. Um, the, the, the last time I saw them was like 10 years ago. I was doing a movie up in, um, up in like Fraser Park. And I went, I went for the day with um, some of the crew members and a couple of the actors. And the actors were Haley Joe Osment and Allison Brie. So like that, oh, wow. that was like 10, 12 years ago. And that was like the last time I went. But I just remember like coming around the corner because it's like all, oh, it's all yellow and like brown and kind of dirty in the desert. Right. And then we came around the corner. It was just like fields of orange. And I was like, what the hell? This is in the desert? Like, I had no idea. So I just remember, I remember going. And I was like, I was so tired of being in the house. that I knew we could go. And I could wear my mask. And I could be safe. And we could avoid people. Because it's out, outdoors. And it's, there's enough space. And so I was like, that's it. Right. We're gone. And I said, I'm not going to do a photo shoot specifically. I just want to take pictures. But she wore this really pretty yellow dress. And she was standing there. I was like, just sit down. Okay, click, 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 click. And I just started going. So um, <laughs> it was impromptu. It would have been a little bit better, but I, it was a lot of fun. Oh, sometimes those are the, the best shoots, you know, when they're impromptu and you're not really overthinking anything. And well, that's, I mean, the, from what I saw, it looked awesome. Yeah. Well, I think that's like some of the shots we got of you and really some of the shots I also got of Candace were great because some of my favorite f photos of, of Candace are like, in between, like, I'll give her a note. I'll be sitting there talking. And there's one where she just, like, laughed, and she just put her hands up. And I, I guess I just clicked and looked, I looked at it afterwards. I was like, that's such a beautifully natural pose. Like, she was just like, ha, ha, like. And it just turned out to be a great picture. So that's what she did. <laughs> you look just like her when you did that. Uh -huh. That's how close we are. Like, we're, it's symbiotic. Famous um, together. Famous together. I know we got it. We're gonna vlog about that soon over Zoom, but she hasn't been feeling well. So I think, you know, we're 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 hitting into like allergy season. Most of the time, I I spend my mornings like coughing and sneezing, and I'm like, oh, my roommates are gonna think that I'm sick. But really, it's just allergies. <laughs> right. You know, we were like the weather here isn't crazy. Like most of the time we were in quarantine, it was raining, right, and cold here. It's been oh, really cold yeah. and rainy, and then like 
one date was like 60 degrees and then the next date was like 90. It was crazy. And then it's been in like the 90s and the 80s for like the last week. And it's going to be like that for the next two weeks. And I'm like, like there was, there's no in between. It was like, and that's why everybody wants to go to the beach now. We're like, what? It's so beautiful. I know it's hard. It's hard when the the weather is that nice and you can't actually go to the beach. You know what I mean? Yeah, but look, I'm fair skinned. I mean, my beach is here. This is my beach, my fake beach. (laughs) Marco, it's so good to see you. I haven't seen you in so long. I miss you, man. I know. I miss you too. I miss. Uh, I miss LA. I'm in Arizona right now, so. I know. How's Arizona? It's probably hot there too, huh? Hot. Yeah, hot. I don't know why you're like. It just, it, it, this week started the the hundred degree weather, so. Oh, now's it. Now's the time to come back. <laughs> right. You'll lose ten degrees if you come out right now. You'll lose ten degrees. No, it's it's been in the low to mid eighties this week. It's been so pretty. Yeah, it's yeah, and you wouldn't even know we're on a lockdown. I mean, everybody's out and about, just like. Really. Yeah, I mean, it's we all wear masks, but it's like I don't know. It's, it's it's like I feel like I'm the only. I mean, I know I know it's not true, but I feel like I'm the only one taking it seriously. It's like. Well, that's the that's the upsetting part about it, right? Is like if you wear a mask, you're protecting other people, but if they don't, they're not. They're you know they're putting you at risk, and it's like this is just gonna last longer if we don't all just you know chill out. Do what we have to do. Yeah. Well, that's not fair for me to say because I do think people are wearing masks. It's it's more just like, I don't know. I was like, I look at some of the things on the news and I don't know. It's like people are just like, okay, we're in the house. It feels like it's it's done, even though it's not. I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to understand the mentality behind it. So, But I, I, I try to be safe. And I think long after, even for the next few months, I'll probably still wear masks out. Right. Yeah. I think um, a lot of people are still going to take precautions for a while. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, and they're definitely trying to do that in our industry. They're, they're definitely trying to, to figure out, like, the best way for people. Like, I actually know some people in film, some of my f- fellow script advisors who are, like, doing shows. are like, oh, yeah, like, I'm just doing it all through Zoom. And they have me. It's, like, crazy how people can do it virtually. Right. Yeah. A lot um, of this is going to start changing, even for, uh, obviously, for actors. I mean, a lot of the auditions now are all over Skype, Zoom, uh, self-tapes. Yeah. Which... You know, it's a little sad. I, I like actually going into the room and being there with the with the with the casting because it's 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 a very different feeling. You know, it's like being on set and uh, yeah. filming alone is you know self taping is just it's not the same feeling. Well, and you miss the energy. I I get it because, um, I mean, I used to do this in person at my friend's studio, and there's nothing like vibing right. off another person. But that's why, at least with Zoom, I can see you and I can feel like we're talking. So right. it feels it's like the next best thing and then what's so great now is before I, I used to have to um i couldn't i would put it up on youtube but i would just put the audio and now what's so great is with this i can like um put up your face so i can flip back and then while we talk i, I hit the little speaker view and the gallery view so it, and now you can see both of us and then before <laughs> nice. so you know i'm trying to edit while i do it so I have fun. I like that. I think it's important. I've done a couple of other radio shows and, and they're always trying to find ways of like filming it and showing what's actually going on in the studio mm-hmm. because I feel like it, it adds just that extra layer of, you know, you're just not hearing a voice. You're also, you're, you're attaching a face to a voice. You're seeing the interaction. So I think yeah, that's an awesome idea. Well, I'm just sitting in my bedroom and I'm trying to sit so you can't see the window behind me. <laughs> I'm going to rearrange my room now. Now that now that I'm podcasting, I have the old Hollywood sign behind me, so Hollywood land. I know. I wish I could have a different background, but it, it kind of faded in behind me. So <laughs> right, you were like 
melding into the background, which was kind of cool for us, but yeah. I don't want the audience to be like, oh, this is fucking shit. Um, so I, I have this question here that I was like, um, name one celebrity you would like to meet, but I already know it's Al Pacino. Like, yeah. You're like obsessed with him. I am. I am. I actually, I've seen him a couple of times, but I didn't want to actually go up to meet him because I felt like if I was let down by the interaction, it would yeah. really, it would, it would tear me apart. So I'm like, like sometimes, yeah, they say sometimes don't meet your heroes. Exactly. Yeah. So I just admired him from afar, as creepy as that sounds. And then, uh, <laughs> no, no, I think that's important. But you know, I know his daughter. I keep telling you, I've worked with his daughter before. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Julie, Julie Pacino. She's lovely. I did a movie with her in New York years ago. Um, but I've never met Al. I've never even seen him in person. So you're one step ahead of me. Well, but I, yeah. you should have worn that cool fedora we took in your picture. If you're gonna wear this whole Hollywood thing. Yeah, I have I have no real like uh, wardrobe out here. I just grabbed whatever I could and, and small suitcase, a carry on, and flew out here. No, I love that your little Luke Perry look is great. From, from <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you know it's so funny. Like I shaved my head and I'm I have this big beard. I had to shave a little bit, but you still look like you look like fresh as as a daisy. Like you don't look like you're on quarantine at all. Well, thank you. I'm like, I'm you are, I mean, more rest than I ever had. <laughs> are you? I'm busier than I've ever had been, man. I'm not even joking. I know. I love that. I mean, dude, honestly, throughout this whole uh, quarantine situation, like following you and seeing what you're doing, you've been a real big inspiration. I'm like, oh, man, look at, all, look at all these things you're doing. I'm like, I need to, you know, I need to keep continuing to create, continuing to do what I need to be doing instead of, you know, sitting back and doing nothing. My, the thing was just like, so here's a secret. I was already working from home. So like getting up every day by nine and getting to work was like something I already did. So like getting to the quarantine, it wasn't like, oh, no. It was just like the only difference is, is I can't go to movies now at night. I, I miss going to the, like a restaurant with my friends or a bar or just people in general. Right. But I was already working. So it wasn't like that. The only difference is like I'm not making as much money. <laughs> I'm not making as much money because I'm not on set. But right. But there are, but I am still working. Like, you know, I'm, I, I'm in the process of writing a script that I was hired to write. So it's not like, but I'm like, I don't have an excuse. And I just didn't want to come out of the, out of the quarantine being like, like I was talking to my friend the other day and he goes, yeah, once the quarantine lifted, I want to start reaching out to people and start doing this. And I was like, oh, you should have done that already. Like you've had all this time. Exactly. And I said, I have, I said, I, I wanted to do photo, to do more photo shoots and practice. And I mean, I ended up, reaching out to a lot of my model friends. I'm like, look, once we're done, like, can, can we just do, so like once the quarantine is lifted, I have stuff in place. I, it's like there, I just can't have a set date until I know specifically, but it's there, it's like out there. Right, exactly. That's um, like, it, it falls into one of my favorite sayings is uh, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. if you continue yeah. to do what you need to be doing or set up everything now, yeah, you're in good shape. I always have this saying, I, I, I was teaching a class one time about script revising and um, the advice that they asked, do you give me advice? And I said, you know, we live in an industry where people always talk, um, but I'm a doer. So I said, don't talk, do, and let the doing talk for you. And um, I always felt I like that's, that's so important. Yeah. It's just like, that's the thing. It's like, I, I mean, I don't have time to talk about it because I'm just trying to focus on getting it done, you know? Although it's going to be interesting because I was like, I'm sitting here at home now and we have Zoom 
and stuff. And I'm like, what's going to happen when I get busy? Like, I'm not going to be able to do the podcast again. I mean, I still <laughs> might be able to, but it's like, but at least with Zoom, it's kind of cool because even if I'm like, when I travel, even in a hotel, I can still do it. Right. And then just edit on my downtime. And, you know, and I vlog just because it's so easy to do it on my cell phone. And a lot of people like to know why I do it. And so I try to vlog about both the good and the bad things. You know, and so recently it's been great to, to kind of talk about how the quarantine has affected my creativity in a way. And then because I travel a lot, I started doing the travel blog just because, like, people are like, we want to know more about your ventures and tell us about your pictures. And I was like, like I don't have enough to do already. And then my friend, you know, I'm writing scripts and then, like, um, setting up photo shoots. It's just like, but I'm just having fun. You know, I, I just, to me, I'm just a creator. I always tell people I'm just a creator. So. Like it's, how do you tell people, you know, that's what I do. Uh oh, do we have, are we having internet issues? Hello? Are you there? You froze for a second. Yeah, I like, uh... Oh no. Where'd you go? You see technical? I can hear you. Yeah, you look great. Oh, okay. Is it, it could be my internet too. Oh, okay. I'm We're all home. Sure. We're all home streaming movies and stuff, so. I know, right? I know. It, it sucks when you're watching Netflix and you, you rewind it a little bit, and then it's like, it was perfect, but now it's grainy. Yeah, you're like, yeah, oh, you're, like uh. you're like, what the hell? <laughs> so, um, started, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I started watching uh, the Ryan Murphy Netflix series last night. Hollywood, have you seen any of that? No, my roommate's watching it right now. Everybody's loving it, but when do I, I mean, I only watch, here's the thing. This is a secret. I, I don't watch TV during the day because once it's on, it's like I it just I'm have ADD, so I only watch it at night. Makes and sense. But I haven't. Like I'm not even joking. My roommate watches like movies after movie after movie, but I probably watched three movies the whole quarantine. I just wow. haven't really. I mean, I could probably yeah. Like I saw. Anything good? Dis, I just saw Disney's Onward because I love Pixar movies. I was in watching. Oh, I started this horror series on Shutter because I love horror. Um, which was called Cursed Films, because I thought that was kind of fascinating. Mm. I can't remember. Oh, and then my, my roommate and I watched Jojo Rabbit. Like, that's like that's it. Like, I haven't seen anything. What did you think was, of Jojo Rabbit? It was interesting. I thought the little the little kid with the glasses, the little fat kid, was his oh, was the best part of the movie. He was great, yeah. I was like, man, wait, he was just so funny. It, he's so good. I mean, to have that comedic timing at that age is yeah. it's incredible. Well, you do comedy. Good. We should lead this do segue, because... We've been talking, but nobody knows who Marco is. So tell everybody who Marco is. Marco Parra. Marco Parra is a... You, uh, a little Latino boy from Nogales, Arizona. That much I know. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do my research on every guest before they're on the show. Plus, we're friends. That's not fair. I have a DVD. Right. That's fair. But hey, you know, sometimes sometimes even my closest friends don't know that don't know that information. So that's You'd pretty surprise. Cool. I do all my research uh, before before I talk to anybody about anything. <laughs> it's one of the things I've learned. Like if I have a meeting with somebody, I do research on them because um, you got that's to. so important. I feel like even uh, you know, as as actors, we always think like, oh, I need to like you know practice my craft and this and that, and, and of course you do. But also another huge part of it is doing your research knowing who you're going in for, knowing what they've done in the past, what do they like, what do they don't like, you know what I mean? Like, can you improv in, in their office, can you not, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think uh, research and preparation is even more uh, or as important as your talent. 
especially in this town, because you see a lot of people that are not uh, especially, you know, incredible at their craft, but they still work a lot. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, totally. So, so do you, I mean, the, the two, I had two questions here. Really, it was just like, um, it's such a strange question. So I, I just like, I want to know what it's like to be a Latino actor in LA, just because we're, we're in a great push to be more diverse. Right. Because like, I know you did, um, we both worked on the same show, but not at the same time. I did a couple of days filling in on um, on uh, Party of Five, and you right. have a role on Party of Five. Yes. Which I think it was great. Um, and I didn't write that in my notes. I just remembered that. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to know that. And then really I just want to know how you think COVID-19 is changing the industry. And then my other question is, what kind of roles would you like to play? Like, because when I ask people this, they're like, there's always like a specific kind of role that they've always wanted to play and they just haven't. Right. And remember, um, this is well, only a 30 minute show, so. Right. And we're in 29 minutes. No, we are actually, no, we're, we're fine. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, no, well, I think uh, your first question, a uh, Latino in, in Hollywood and diversity, um, I feel like sometimes there's too much emphasis put on the diversity in I terms agree. of, in terms of like, you know, sometimes there's an all Latin show and it has to be Latin and it, and it excludes other races. Yeah. Uh, which I think is doing the exact same thing that they're trying to fight against, right? So they're you know, perpetuating so, the same type uh, of uh, mentality as, as, as other Hollywood. Marco, oh my God, can I say something? I 100% agree. But I feel like when I say it, I'm being a privileged white guy. But I remember watching the show and I was like, you have an all Latino cast that's literally going exact, like you don't have diversity and you're mad because we don't have diversity. It's like, you've got to pick one. We're having exactly. really- You're one of the best at, at, at inclusion. And not just for the sake of inclusion, just because you're telling stories with, you know, these are the people in it. And I think, well, I think that inclusion that, is important. Inclusion is important, but not just for the sake of like, oh, this has to be an all this or that, right? It's like, look outside. What is there? There's a Latin guy. Like, look at you and I. There's a white guy and a Latin guy. And a yeah, exactly. Marco, we're having so many technical issues. And today. the just included. Nah. Can you say that one more time? I don't know if it's my streaming or yours, but um, welcome to the 21st century, you guys. I know. <laughs> I know. Look at you. You're such a good actor. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, no, I just think like it, 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 we need to reflect real life. You know, yeah. all Latin people, you know, uh, in LA, I may have like, three Latin friends, but I have uh, more friends that are black and, and Asian and all kinds of, of different races that, that are, are clumped together. And yeah. that's more real and that and that's reality. So to try yeah. to exclude other races, then you're just, you're defeating the purpose of inclusion. When I was a kid growing up, I grew up in Orange County and I was probably one of the few white kids I hung out. Like I didn't know that. I mean, I have a twin sister, but like, I think I was friends with uh, a Samoan, an Asian guy, and a black, like, I didn't, I was one of the only white guys, so I, I just have always been this way, um, and I also get a lot, a lot of that from my mother, uh, who grew up in the 60s, so she, you know, she dealt a lot with um, segregation, and, and so she kind of taught me how, you know, to be against that, because um, inclusion is important, but we also fall in the trap of, like, you being a Latino actor, not an actor who happens to be a Latino, like, it's, do you know what I'm saying? 
Like it's so easy to sit there and be like, oh yeah, well, I'm a gay director, but really I'm a director who's gay. And it's like, once we fall in that trap of saying like, I shouldn't have to lead with that. I, sh I can tell a good story. Exactly. It, just, it could be a character that just so happens to be this race or even mm -hmm. it doesn't even have to matter. It's a person. It's a personal story, universal stories. Um, you know, that's what, like I said, like in the projects that I do, I try to just make it look as real as possible and, and not yeah. say, I, I actually, when I write, I don't even like to write in age or, I mean, and I know it's looked down upon a lot, but I don't like to include race or age or, or, or anything too specific because okay. I think it's the essence of a person and not their, their, their attributes, their physical attributes, their ethnicity, their sexuality, which is another thing. Yeah. Um, so unless, unless you're doing like a period type piece and it's specific to the story. Right. Right. Like, like I just write sort of stuff all the time and it's just like, oh, Marco could play this because he's a really good actor. It's not like because I need somebody who's Latino. But I do, I do try to, I do try to incorporate that sometimes. Like, you know, a lot of the, um, my movies with, when we did with Horror House, it's like, oh, a lot of our leads are women. Love Me Not, both of our, act, our main actors were Latino because I am trying to be inclusive. Um, right. Because I feel like, I, I hate saying this sometimes, but like, because I'm a white guy, I feel like I have a platform for people to listen and educate them. But, you know, at the same it's time. It's true. I think it's yeah. true. And I don't think it's a bad thing to say, especially since you're using your platform to be so inclusive. Yeah. Well, I think people don't know this. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before, but um, when I first moved to LA um, and I was part of this writing group, um, I was part of an I was an all-black writing group I was the only white guy so um and I don't know I can't think of many white people that have been in a room being only the only white guy and right. it's very hum it's very humbling um and what I tell a lot of people is is it it shaped me in such a good way and it was funny because when I was trying to join the group it was my friend's group and she's like oh well you know you write fiction and this is really a group about poetry and spoken word and I was like girl I don't care I just want to be around other writers and she's like oh uh you know i just okay i just want to make sure i want you to be comfortable and don't try to fill out of your wheelhouse and i go oh no it's fine and then i show up and i see that i'm the only white person and she's like i'm like oh this is what she was talking about she thought i'd be uncomfortable which i never was right but what i tell people all the time is one of the experiences i learned from that is is i was in a room full of black people and they didn't make me feel white but i wonder if a black person is in a room full of white people do we make them feel black? And I feel like we probably do that sometimes. Um, I think, yeah, maybe sometimes uh, that is yeah. the case. And it was it was probably the most humbling experience. And then I did a lot of traveling. And I remember I was a guest poet um, for the artist in residence program in um, Bennett College years ago. And Bennett College is an all, basically it's an all black female college. Um, and I was like, the besides one other teacher, I was the only white guy i was like even all the other artists were, were black and it was so humbling and what's interesting is and this is a little side i never know if i never told you the story but um i had written um a poem about the lynching of a black man but it was from his viewpoint so it's a very powerful piece and it was because i was in that i was in that writing group and we did a lot of performances for um for black history month and then also juneteenth which is um actually coming up in june um and when I did that, people were like, it was just really about his viewpoint of like being attacked by other people. And um, I just wrote it because I wanted to be empathetic because growing up as a gay guy, I know what it's like to be hated. 
um, for just being Michael. And it was like, I was able to put that. People were just like, where'd you get that from? And I said, I just, I understand empathy and I'm around people and I see the, um, the hurt I think that people experience for just like living their lives and I've experienced it. So anyways, this, this uh, it seems like it's more about me than you and I'm sorry. So no, 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 no. no, I think it's a cool, just a conversation, right? And I think that the key word that you use that I think is so important as an artist is empathy yeah, and being empathy. empathetic and understanding and putting yourself in other people's shoes. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I think that's key and that probably is what makes you a great artist is, is that you are empathetic. And, oh, well, and I appreciate that. I, I think it's very important. I, I think that's great that you that you said that. Well, thank you. Well, we'll have to collaborate on something when you get back. Oh, um, my goodness, me too. I mean, just even, like I said, you know, I think you're from our photo shoot, even though it's still not an actual shoot, you know, a film shoot. I'm I think you're an you're a actor's director. You know what I'm saying? You I am. Collaboration. And I think that the, the, those are the type of directors that actors love to work with the most and get the best work out of, I think. Well, I'm a collaborator not just with my actors, but with my crew too, which I think is important. But that's just from 14 years of filmmaking. Like, you know, I just, I know what everybody department does. Right. And it's and, just like- and I feel like security, security in your talent and in, in, in yourself, because I feel like right. a lot of directors that are insecure, they try to control every little aspect or, or try to come off with a different facade or, or an yeah. attitude where it's not needed like the, the 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 vibe of the set is what really sets the tone for the performances and the work that you get yeah. from everyone so i mean well, I, I can't wait to be on set with, with you oh. well i think that's i think that's how a true leader is is you, it's like you hire the people around you to do to do the job they're hired to do and then you lead them like i don't i mean i know how to, i understand photography and lighting and composition but like I hire a director of photography to create that look. I hire a production designer. I hire a makeup artist. And then right. it's like you find those people that know what they're doing and then you just kind of guide them. I think that's leadership. So anyways, um, real quick, give um, one piece of advice you could give to other actors. And then where can people find you? Because we got to wrap this thing up. All right, for sure. 30 uh, minutes goes by fast, bro. I'm not even joking. I know, especially when you're having fun, right? Time flies. Well, for 10 minutes, you've been stalling anyway. So I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Damn internet. Damn you. Um, the advice yeah, I so give actors is, you know, to just truly love your craft and do it for the love of it and not for any type of result or fame or money. Um, because I feel like so, you know, definitely... so many things that are out of your control that you, you know, if you, if you don't love it, then it's a very rough road. It's a very rough road. Um, and, uh, you know, people can find me on Facebook as Marco Antonio Parra. Or on Instagram as uh, Marco A Barra P A R R A underscore. And, and we'll, and we'll uh, link that. Some of the photos that we took. And, yeah, uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna. Um, I'll put all that in, in the in the in the comments below and stuff, so that people can. You'll get four oh. more followers from my show. From my four followers, so. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I. A lot of the people that follow follow me, I see them started following you and your photos, and and so it's always great to collaborate. Oh. That's maybe another, you know, piece of advice to give artists. You know, is always to collaborate yeah. with people you respect. And I, th I, th I think that's really good advice, my friend. So, you're a rock star. Um, and with that, you're I'm gonna, awesome. I'm gonna uh, you're awesome. Thank you for being on my show, and I appreciate what working so on much. my schedule. Thank yeah. you so much for having me, man. Dude, you're a bro. When we, I can't wait. To, we'll do this next time we're in person. We'll, we'll um. We'll stream it. We'll do a little video so people can actually see that we know each other. <laughs> Please.
All right, everybody. Well, Marco Parra, thank you so much. And um, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the show and catching up again. Um, I know it's on hiatus for a few months, um, but this is Michael Coulomb with Mimosas with Michael. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes. Um, we're all over the damn place. So just uh, uh, Mimosas with Michael.com. Everybody have a great day. Thank you. <laughs>